friends, and welcome to episode 128 of Let's Talk with Scoggs. Julia Bott is on today. She is so full of energy and excitement. I think you're really going to enjoy how honest she is. She's just 20 years old, and I found that I had a lot in common with her in terms of just finding confidence in yourself and how the internet is such a big part of our jobs and how we promote ourselves. Uh, she was lovely to share all of those feelings, and I felt uh, I related to a lot of what she said. She is a rising star. She is a singer-songwriter. She's got a really fun single out called Cotton Candy. There's a bunch of new things that are out off of her upcoming debut album titled It Is What It Is. That's going to be available on July 20th. I would love for you to just soak in all of her energy and also how wise she is for you know, being 20 years old. I was so lost at 20 years old. So she's just leagues beyond I am. And I wish her nothing but success and just all the excitement that is about to come to her along with releasing this album. So I hope you enjoy. Go check it out. July 20th, It Is What It Is, is available. But go check out Cotton Candy, On My Shoulder, Miami, Hair Salon Vibes, the song 130. There's a ton to soak in now. And thanks for checking it out. So without further ado, here is episode 128 of Let's Talk with Scoggs with Julia Bott. Um, are you in Miami? Yes. You are in Miami. Is that where you grew up? Yeah. Okay. Miami to me, I grew up in Lincoln, Rhode Island, Snooze Town, USA. Nothing exciting <laughs> ever happens. Miami to me, I've never been, but it just from the way it's portrayed, has so much culture and excitement in the music, in the food, in the weather, in the beaches. Mm -hmm. So can you, we just start there? Can you tell me what it was like to grow up in Miami? And if I have romanticized the entire thing, please feel free to bring me back mm -hmm. down to reality. I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, I think um, there is that side of like, you know, it is gorgeous to be here and the food is really good and the scene is really eccentric and really interesting and unlike a lot of other places. But I think there's also, you know, a lot of roughness to Miami, you know? Mm. So it's a little, it's definitely not perfectly romanticized. Like I live at, where I live in Miami Beach, um, it's like Northern, it's like North Miami. When I, I live in North Miami Beach, essentially. And it, has its ups and downs it's super pretty but there's a lot of you know there's I don't like I don't need there's just a lot of stuff going on there's a lot of stuff and some of it's good and some of it's not but sure I think it is a really cool place to have grown up because there are so many different things going on like I said you know mm -hmm. there's so many different cultures there's so many different people good and bad you know yeah and it was a good way to learn what is good and bad and how to think and all that kind of stuff so I mean, obviously, there are the sports cars and the beautiful beaches and the really cool restaurants and all that stuff. So, I mean, it just kind of depends on where you are. You know, I've lived here for all my life, so I've seen all of it, you know, so it's hard for me to just be like, oh, it's perfect, you know? <laughs> well, I have learned that there's no place that's perfect. Sometimes yeah. when you finally get to where you want to be, you start itching to move on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so... I have been listening to, I was sent a link to mm -hmm. your debut album. Congratulations. So Thank you very much. And I 
want to be precious and respectful of the fact that I've been given the privilege of listening to it, but it's not out there yet. So I'll be cautious of, you know, things that I mentioned because I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. I will tell you that the second track I played over and over like five or six times. So I will just say that to you. I love the second track so much. Um, and I Go for it. Tell me what song it is because I don't remember the track list. You can do it. You can tell me. I don't mind. Karma. Can I say Karma? Oh, I'm so glad that's the one you're talking about. I love Sorry. it. Sorry. I, I didn't mean it. to go off. <laughs> oh, you're good. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I don't know if you feel like I'm you're not really hiding any of that kind of stuff, by okay. the way. So feel free. Okay. I mean, I'm not, obviously, I don't want to give away too, too much, but like, I don't really okay. care about song names. Okay. Well, that one specifically, I mean, they're all lovely and I was dancing around and I just mm-hmm. love how smart you are. I mean, I'm sure you're so sick of people telling you like, oh gosh, you're so young and you're wise beyond your years and yada, yada, like whatever, that's whatever. But you do write really clever, interesting concepts in your songs. And I don't know, karma, it just kept coming back to me. And I just really love that one. So I just wanted to be able to tell you that from the jump. Really, I appreciate really that very much, very much. Yeah. Um, and I was, you know, listening to your music and checking out your Instagram page and to be fair, we're completely different generations. I'm a millennial. Mm-hmm. I guess you're a Gen Z. And mm-hmm. we have just learned to use the internet in such different ways. And, yeah. and then I hear your songs and I hear songs like Karma and 130. And I remember what it's like to be a young person. But I did not have Instagram at your age. Yeah. And I am just so curious and, to your credit, so impressed with how you are adorably yourself, but you're Mm -hmm. also admitting that, like, you know, this doesn't come with, you know, stuff that other people can relate to. So I'm just curious about what do you think your relationship has been like with the internet as you have pursued this wonderful, exciting, but also at times intimidating career? Um, it's honestly really hard. I'm pretty open about it. I, uh, it's, it's earned me the title of self-deprecating, actually. Like I say, I know I call myself self-deprecating a lot, but that's kind of just to warn people who write about me because I don't want Mm -hmm. them to be like, oh God, what's wrong with this girl? You know, I just have to like warn them. And then something came out recently and it was like the quote self-deprecating Julia Bott releases something, but I thought that was really Mm -hmm. funny. Um, Like, I am self-deprecating, and that's part – I mean, I don't know. Stuff is hard. Stuff is really hard. Like, I sorry, I know that's super vague, but, like – sorry, I'm organizing my thoughts. You're fine. Essentially, social media has become such a really big part of my success, sort of, you know? Pretty much entirely, you know? I don't make my living off of touring, you know? I use social media and my music to hopefully get me – gigs and stuff like that get me interesting stuff to do um but really you're just kind of sitting at it watching a screen and hoping your numbers go up Mm -hmm. it makes you not really want to like listen to your music or think about your music or promote your music and then all through that I have to be like listen to my music it's so so good isn't it you know when even halfway through I'm just like oh I don't know anymore you know so it it's just it's really hard to keep up like a, a front of like I love my music. Everything's great. You should listen to my music too. You know? 
Yeah. And I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just, you know, that's just the way I think. So it's really hard when for social media, almost every day you're supposed to, you know, post and promote and do all that stuff. And I have to like internally battle with myself and be like, just put it on, you know, just do it. But it sucks because as you said, I'm trying to be genuine on social media. I try not to post stuff I don't, that I feel like doesn't really suit me. And I feel like a lot of this promotion stuff is like, it doesn't really suit me. So if you like looked, that's why there's not a ton of promoting stuff because I'm having a hard time with it. I relate to how you promote yourself so much because (laughs) I don't have an album to promote. But there mm-hmm. are expectations for like this podcast. I have to promote, right. like, listen to this right. thing. Gosh, I hate it. I just want someone, yeah. if they want to listen to it, it's here. It'll be right. here probably forever because it's the internet. Right. But I don't, I'm not good at saying, like, you should listen to my whatever because I'm better than X, Y, exactly. Or because I know all the answers to wh- all the questions and I don't. I'm just, yeah, especially because like, yeah, and you're you're talking to people and you're being like you're try every time you're trying to argue why your stuff is good and then you have to question it all over again, you know? Oh, yes. So, Gosh, yeah, I-, I get that. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it either. So that's yeah. why looking at your Instagram page, I felt so happy and like I <laughs> felt chill because you're just singing and you're doing cute to your point self-deprecating like I don't know what I'm doing but I have a song and I think you'll like it if you want to help me and listen to it but also no pressure if you don't want to yeah, essentially yeah yeah that was perfect you nailed I'm it the same way I'm the same way it's so mm-hmm. hard for me to put on like the I'm the best I know what I'm doing everybody yeah. come follow me I'm more of like can we all sit together and like how are you doing? Can we check in with each yeah. other? What's going on? Do you like here? it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's more of like I don't want to have to get people's attention. I just want if people come across it. But it's hard because the whole point is to get people you, you can't have people you can't put expect people to listen if you don't get people to listen, but how do you get yeah. people to listen when you're scared of getting people to listen? I would say and again, I don't have the answers. Yeah. But I've, I'm trying. This is what I'm working on. Me as a 35-year-old woman, this is what I'm working on. I'm <laughs> trying to just put my best foot forward, make the conversations that I want to make, and be proud of that and, like, enjoy the process of the thing rather than focusing on the outcome. So yeah. if two people listen to this conversation and one of them is your mom and one of them is my mom, then that's, I, that's great. If yeah. one of them is your best friend <laughs> and one is my best friend, then that's fine. I am enjoying yeah. chatting with you. I've so enjoyed discovering your music the past few days. And I, I feel, I feel seen in a younger girl <laughs> <laughs> under like being like, okay, she doesn't know how to talk to the internet either. I feel okay. Um, so I don't know if this makes any sense to you, but absolutely just- it does. No, I mean I think I think that's another thing that possibly about me that resonates with people is like I don't know what I'm doing, and neither do a lot of people in this day and right. age. I mean, especially with COVID and shit, everything's different. Everything yes. has changed. So now, yes. uh, even if you're like, it's just everything's kind of a mess. Not yeah. everybody knows what they're doing, and even if it seems like you have a path, like even if it seems like I have a path, oh, I'm a musician. I have another job, you know, I don't make a living off of being a musician at all. Right. It's it's not enough to support a person. 
Right. You know? And so you're not like this big musician like everybody thinks you are. You have a whole other stuff. You're, you're not sure what you're going to do. You're not sure if music is going to last. Right. So, I struggle with that know? too. Like knowing how to present myself to – oh, gosh, this sounds so lame – to the internet of – I have lots of jobs too. I support myself in lots of ways. It's good to be more than one thing. I have lots of different interests. Yeah. And not hiding behind a facade of like, I this is how I'm successful. It's just this one lane and I figured it yeah. out and I cracked the code. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's hard. I, 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 I think there's also one of the things about social media is that everybody says like, you got to find your niche. So, like, if you start adding a bunch of other things, people lose interest and blah, 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 blah. So, in terms of that, that's, like, analytically a type of problem. But also, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know, man. It's just hard. (laughs) It's really hard. (laughs) Yes. Well, the one thing that I know you're extraordinary at is writing songs. Like, uh, thank you. I, I appreciate it. We, we have that on lock. So, in terms of you being a successful musician, good luck because you are <laughs> good at the thing that matters most. You write really nice, catchy, <laughs> fun. Like, like I said before, you write about things and structure songs where it's so interesting and the whole like, oh, you're wise beyond that. your years cliche thing. Like, you're writing really interesting songs. So, check that off the list of appreciate you that. Have. Yeah. 100% yeah, I hope that I can keep writing songs like this. I mean, a lot of the songs like Karma, I wrote years ago when I was like mm-hmm. maybe 16. So four mm-hmm. years ago. That was one of the first like real songs I wrote. And now I'm really? releasing it. It's probably your and my favorite song on the album. Oh, it's so you know? good. So I'm hoping that I can keep keep that up, you know? Yeah, you so will. Songs don't turn into something manufactured. Not manufactured, but like. I don't know. Lately, I've been trying to use tracks and stuff and like write to stuff. And it just doesn't kind of feel the same as they used to. Not in a bad way. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I don't know. I hope that I can keep doing multiple things and I don't like slip into just one thing. Because I like doing different types of music. I mean, if you listen, there's like 40 different types, you know? (laughs) I was going to say that you, um, and I think that's, it's pretty norm these days. Like, the idea of, like, a genre is, like, ugh, there's no genres anymore because who needs to be stuck in any one thing? And your generation is, like, playing with all different sounds. Put them all on the same album. Who cares? Just do whatever you want because you have that DIY ability. Your generation of musicians isn't at the mercy of somebody else you can just make music in your bedroom and whatever inspires you that day you can decide I'm gonna approach it this way and go off and then maybe something amazing comes out of it yeah it's fun it really is um I I mean I've also like I've said it a million times that I grew up listening to like a bunch of different types of music and as as I grew up I started different types of phases I went through like every fucking phase you can go through in music (laughs) like I, I could draw from a lot of different things, you know? Yeah. So it's also, it's really hard because people, all, my most common question I get when I tell people I do music is they're like, what kind of music do you do? Like, I have not a clue. I literally could not tell you. I don't know. And they're like, awesome. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, you could listen to it, but also don't listen to it in front of me because I will lose it. 
So something that is absolutely a big part of each day is walking Moon. She loves to take a walk. If I ask her, do you want to go for a walk? She goes mental. So I walk her twice a day and I always have headphones in. I'm either calling my mom, listening to a podcast, listening to music. It's so relaxing and it's just nice to kind of like get my legs moving and Moon definitely <laughs> looks forward to it twice a day. But the thing is, is that I was wearing headphones and they were just falling out of my ears. Or I was constantly hanging up on someone because I'm trying to adjust the headphones. It was a mess. So I'm very excited to tell you about Raycon wireless earbuds are the best way to bring audio with you no matter how much you shake things up, quite literally. Um, and they don't fall out of your ears. It's pretty simple. It's the, the biggest thing I look for <laughs> in earbuds is they are not going to fall out of my ears. So Raycon, with their everyday earbuds, look, feel, and sound better than ever. There's also an awareness mode for when you need to listen to your surroundings. So you can take your Raycons with you wherever you go. They are optimized with gel tips for that perfect in-ear fit. And these earbuds are so comfortable. They will not fall out. They will not budge. Trust me. And the Raycons not only stay in your ears, but they offer eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life, and they're priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over, this is a big number, 48,000 five-star reviews. Holy moly. Here's the best part. Right now, Let's Talk with Scoggs listeners get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash scogs, S-C-O-G-G-S. That's buyraycon.com slash scogs to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash scogs. Yes. It's like, it's, when I, it's like when I get an assignment of like, hey, can you send us a quick bio? And I oh, have to write. Oh my God. Writing the Spotify oh. bio. I still oh look at God. it and I'm like, I hate that. Oh my God. It's the worst ask I can ever get from someone is to write a quick bio about myself. It's oh hard my to God. talk about yourself for some people. We are those yeah. people, you know? We are those people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope we're doing a good job for, for what we, for, for now, you know? Yeah, I think we're doing we're a good, good job. We're doing a great job. Um, I know that you said that you've listened to all sorts of music and you've had all of your phases, but is there any certain group of couple of people or anyone that has always inspired you and you've always looked to as, oh, of course. Yeah. So who are those people? Um, I mean, there are a lot of them. I mean, a lot of the, it's the phases that I've gone through a lot of them, like the way I listen to my music is <laughs> like, I've, okay, bear with me. Yes. I used to listen to all my music on Apple Music, okay? Mm -hmm. iTunes first, then it turned into Apple Music. And I was a very strong Apple Music person. I don't know if you remember, but there used to be a very strong debate when Apple Music was still pretty big. Yeah. And it was like, Spotify sucks. Apple Music is the best versus Spotify is the best. Apple Music sucks, right? <laughs> I turned to Spotify eventually because, in my opinion, I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't checked in with Apple Music. Whatever. So I had to transfer all my music from Apple Music onto my liked songs. So I went through all the songs that I had added to my library 
So I went through all of those phases and I picked all the songs that I still liked. And I listened to those every single one of those songs on a daily basis, essentially. So there's so many artists and like I could really like I could just go through the list and tell you so many. But the big ones that I pretty much always say, uh, the Strokes are one of my biggest inspirations. They I mean, I was like latched onto them for a while Mm -hmm. because I was in a bad place and they I don't know. And uh, if you're if you know anything about the strokes and especially in their early years, they were very much like fuck everything. And I was like, yes. what? Yes. You know, and I really love Julian Casablancas and all that kind of stuff. I really lo- love Young and the Giant. Um, mm-hmm. Jack Johnson, I've always loved. Obviously, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones. There's so there's so many people I could really I could really go on, dude. It's crazy. Um, I've gotten into uh, 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 what are they called? Give me one sec. Give me one sec. You're good. Uh, oh, Inner Wave. Mm. I don't know if you, they're like a little, they're, I don't, I don't know what, where they're, where they are in the music scene, but they're good. And I like them a lot. There's so much. Yeah, Two Door Cinema Club also. Oh my God. I love them. I mean, <laughs> Sorry. I, this all, no, this is great. This all tracks. Like I, I could tell, I mean, even from the the covers you were doing, which I'm guessing was during quarantine in a way to kind of like keep yourself active on well, social. Actually, I did them for a long time. I kind of stopped recently because there's got a lot going on, but um, I did I that like for years. Yeah, I know. I got to keep doing do, them. You go everywhere. You were doing yeah. Post Malone and then you were doing Tom Petty and then you were yep. doing Seal and you were everywhere. Yep. You yeah, I mean, there's anything. so much. There's so much good music, you know? Why limit yourself to one type? Yes. See, this is good. This is the kind of <laughs> stuff that, like, you're, what, 20 years old? Yeah. Okay. See, we're 15. I'm 15. Oh, my God. Oh, 15 years older than you. And I'm <laughs> just as big and smiley and hyped over here as you are over there talking about I mean, that's how good. much I I don't think age has anything to do with it, you know? I don't, but our generations, mine really gets shit on by everybody, millennials. But I think, honestly, every single generation has shitty people. I've never really thought of, like, (laughs) like, people are always like, oh, boomers. But, like, I know so many boomers who are so cool. I also know so many who suck. But that's the same. I know so many people in my generation who are awesome. And I know so many who I wish I weren't, like, I wish I didn't belong in the same species as them. You know, right. <laughs> not to be like mean, but like, like, you know, so I've, I've never really been like, ugh, a certain, I don't know. I think people are people and some just suck. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think you're one of those people. Oh, thank you. Likewise. Um, you. Okay. So Karma, you said is the first real song you ever wrote. Do you have memories of? It's not necessarily that? the first, but it's one of the first. I know oh. it's, I, it was around the time I wrote Miami also. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else? I had a song called Peachtree Street that I never did anything with. I, it's not good enough to release, but I think that might have been the first real song I wrote. And who did you share them with initially? Did you say like, hey, yada, yada, come over here. I wrote a song. Come listen to this. Or did you keep no. it a secret for a while? Like, how does that work? It wasn't necessarily a secret, but I, you know, as a person, I wasn't necessarily the most extroverted and I had a lot of shit I was dealing with anyway. So I would write the songs and just kind of have them. Um, and 
there was one point, I guess I started, the reason I started like actually performing was because I, but I guess in high school I started doing music, not started doing, but I joined like a guitar class and I had a really crazy teacher, I must say. He was kind of off his rocker, but I really liked him and he really liked me. And so he would put me up, he would like, I guess I sang for him once and he would make me sing all the time he would put me on stage and like do for showcases and stuff and so I just kind of started doing some of my songs and I some were good some were not great but you know a lot of I did a lot of covers I still love that's also the other reason why I do so many covers on or I did so many covers was because I again I love so much music and there's so much so many times I listen to music I'm like god I wish I wrote this so a good way to like invent that is like to play it yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've always really been into covers. I'm probably going to do a cover album soon. Um, yeah, I'm excited. But in a little bit, I need some time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, oh, excuse, hold on. Sorry. Um, what was the original question? Bear with me. Oh, we were just talking about like when you're, someone who's talented I can't write songs so I I always like to ask this question about when do you start writing songs oh who do you share them with who do you share them with and then how do you decide that it, does someone have to tell you hey you have a someone has to this. tell me should... okay me too someone had to tell me like that's yeah. the same reason I, I've released the songs now like I if I if I was just by myself I probably wouldn't I probably only would have released like four of them you know mm. but then I have my producer who I met I mean, so since I did all those, like, showcases and stuff, I got friendly with um, the musicians in my high school and stuff. Some of them were my sister's friends and stuff. So at one point, I don't – oh, I think my dad's friend works – he lives in in, in Georgia, and he works for a radio station or worked – not for a radio station, for, like, a company that owns and, like, works all these radio stations. I have not a clue what I'm talking about, but he was a big guy in radio. And I guess he heard me, and he was like, I want, like, do you want to record? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I guess. And so I asked a couple of those mu- musician friends that I had met during all those showcases and during school and all that stuff. And we practiced a couple, we practiced three, actually, songs of mine. And we recorded them. And... That was pretty much my first time really sharing my music with other people. And those were fine. They weren't that great, I'll be honest. Um, And through that EP demo kind of thing, we needed a lawyer. Bear with me. This has an end point. That lawyer. Hang on. Okay. That music lawyer, who is amazing. Her name is Janine. She introduced me to my current producer, and was like, you, I think you would really like this guy. Here's his phone number. Call him. And I was like, okay. And it's kind of strange, you know, to call a random adult man in a different state and be like, <laughs> hi. You know, just for as a young girl. So it was a strange thing. And it was really awesome because it turned out to be my producer, Elliot, who's the nicest fucking guy in the world. He's amazing. Um, and now we work together. We work together for a couple of years now, I think. A year or so. I don't, I don't know. I have no fucking conscience. I have no sense of time. But Same. he's awesome. And I was able to pr- release all this good music with him. And it was all because of, like, 
all that shit, all that random shit that happened all led up to it. So, you know, it's cool. Yeah. He's not the person I share music with. I mean, that's just, I love that story. And I'm so glad you shared it because I say this all the time when I interview people, but if I'm just meeting you today and looking at, she's got a debut album. Look at this Instagram account. Look at all of these videos. Look at this talent. You would think it just appeared. But there is so much behind the scenes that yeah. gets us to this conversation. Yeah. And people believing in you and nudging you along and empowering you. And, hey, I think you might know this, like this person and sharing all yeah. of that. It's so important whether it's you have aspirations. Networking, man. And Everybody says and it. Everybody says it. And it doesn't have to be a slimy feeling. It can be just, oh, this person's cool. I want to work with it's them. It's just talking to people. Yeah. I mean, networking has this, like, the, that word probably seems like there's a uh, motive, you know, means to an end. But yeah, it, more so in a casual sense, as in you create a network of friends and people, yes. you know? Co-collaborators. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited. Is what it is. It's going to be out in July. Oh, my gosh. I think That's so. Right around the corner. It's coming. Yeah, and there's a bunch coming. of songs that people can listen to now. Um, yeah. Like 130. That mm-hmm. song. Oh my gosh. I wanted to hug you. <laughs> I appreciate and I also it. I was like, oh, I feel a lot of those things too. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot going on. I mean, I think in a lot of the songs, there's like a lot going on, especially in the lyrics, but you can also just listen to it. Not necessarily sure. listen to the words, but just listen to the song, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's it's so exciting. Um, do you have <laughs> any plans for afterwards? Are you going to get to play some shows? Like, what's what's going on there? I'm not sure, honestly. Right now, I'm just trying to get by day to day. Um, I know I, I'm go. playing. What? I said the day by day thing. That's a good way to operate. Just yeah, day um, by day. I know that I, I'm playing um, something called Wet Mango Fest in Miami um, in June. So Great. that is a gig I know of. <laughs> I think I'm probably, I mean, I'm sure in the next couple of months I'll probably play a gig or two, maybe a couple more, but um, nothing major, nothing big to report, I'll be honest. Um, but like we'll see. Perform? I mean, yeah, I do. I mean, during the pandemic, I had a really, I hadn't performed for a really long time and I, performed for the first time and I had a really bad panic attack and Mm. I almost and I like passed out in front of a bunch of people and it was horrible and ever since then I was like apparently I used to love performing like love 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 it and now I at this point I don't fully remember that because I get so nervous but I still Mm. really do like it you know because it's that's why I do my covers and shit and that's why like I do live streams and all this stuff because I do love playing I love singing and I love doing the thing and I love like doing the act of it mm-hmm. not just you know making music and all that kind of stuff it's just it it's like euphoric a little bit you know yeah so just to do anything like that I just have to get over myself and get over my nerves and stuff that's the mm-hmm. only problem so I do like performing it's just gotten a little hard for me to do yeah and sometimes we go through seasons in life where things that were once easy are hard and then it's we sort of move past it and you're you're back on track I hope I do too would you like to play a game let's do it 
Let's do it. Okay, this game is called Overshare. Okay. And I have 176 questions. Okay. So would you please pick a number one through 176? Seven. Number seven. Okay, so this is a game where we both have to answer. Mm -hmm. And it's a bunch of different kinds of questions. Question number Mm -hmm. seven is, how do you deal with a crush? Oh, boy. Harbor it. Harbor it deep down and hope to God something happens without doing anything. I mean, I am now married, so I dealt with my last crush. But, uh, yeah, crushes were just keep your head down. Don't yeah. make eye contact, and hopefully they'll realize how much you like them, and they'll just magically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm really lucky. I've been with my boyfriend for – Diego, how long have we been together? <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Come here. Almost three years. We've been Aww. together for almost three years. Um, and he's my first ever real boyfriend. He's my first ever manifested crush that's ever happened. So, Aww. yeah, I honestly don't know how to answer that question because my other crushes all ended very poorly. I'll be honest. Well, I, I think that's the problem is a crush leaves you crushed. Like a crush yes. does never go well. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because most relationships start out with relationships, not necessarily right. romantic, but they start out with you're talking to a person and you you have yes. to talk to the person. You can't just idealize what they – like, Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, pick another number. One through 176. Mm, 76. 76. What personal goals do you have? Hmm. I want to start working out more. I know that's like kind of vague, but I – not vague, but boring. I am really bad at it. I'm really, I don't work out at all. Like, not, like, at all. And I really need to. And I've lost a lot of weight because of seizures, and which don't ask. It's I'm med-related, and it was bad, but mm-hmm. it's, everything's fine now. Um, but I've lost a lot of weight, and so people are like, wow, you're so skinny, whatever. But I'm incredibly weak, and mm. I hate it. And so I want to get stronger, and I want to actually fit, feel like I fit into my body a little bit more. Yeah. I saw you jump roping. That was a while ago. Oh my god, that was a while. That was like either before the pandemic or during the pandemic. Um, So I will tell you that I also struggle with getting myself up to exercise. But for me, it is a way to work out anxiety and stress and get a sweat going and feel like you just like dropped a bunch of ugh. Yeah, it's just hard because I don't like most ways of it. Although I did – so the reason I, I kind of went straight to that is because I've been me and my boyfriend have been trying to work on that, mm. um, and so for, we actually worked out for the first time in literally God knows how long, and yeah. I did. He thought it was stupid at first, but it was lit, and I, I it was a good workout for me. I did a dance workout. I literally yes. just looked up some shit on YouTube, and dog, that was fun as hell. I had a great yes. time. I was going to say, so jump roping or dancing or anything that I can find that connects me to like being a kid, being like, yeah. I was, I loved, I was on a competitive jump rope team, Julia. No like, way. I was hardcore. I can still do a lot of the moves. So when dude, I'm in I rut, used to like, wish that I was on a team like that. Oh, dude, I was. I, I used to love jump roping. <laughs> 
So like exercise where it feels like I'm just having fun and my body can just like jump rope really fast or really slow or try to do a move or dancing or just moving right. around, not traditional because exercise. Because if you feel like you're doing something like a chore, it's not you're not going to want to do it. And right. that's what working out feels like a lot of the time. It feels yeah. like a chore. So, yeah. Any sort of like inner child fitness thing that comes up like skipping or I used to have this thing called a skip it I don't have one anymore they don't make them anymore is that the thing that's essentially like a a a rope with a rock if that's not that's not that's just my best way of describing it but like it's plastic and not rock. yes yeah and it it would keep track of how many times you could do it and it was so fun and And I had that song that was like skip it skip it it had that song that went in the commercials Oh my gosh. I mean, technically that's exercise. So if I could get a skip it, I would skip it every day and just feel like inner child is coming alive. I'm getting a good sweat in. I feel happy. Like having a personal goal of exercising is not lame or boring. I think it's actually an extremely helpful habit. And exercise does not have to be going to the gym on an elliptical. That is boring. Yeah. Like yeah, it's, it's, I'm not good at the gym. I if anybody, I'm not. Nobody is allowed to watch me work out. The only reason I'm allowing my boyfriend to do it is because it's been literally two and a half years, almost three. That's yes. the only and, reason. And the dancing is so fun. I cannot dance a lick, but I have so much fun doing me, it. Yep. But I have a lot to give. You know, <laughs> I do. I have a lot to. I, I I'm not great at it, but I have a lot to to, to I have a lot of energy to got put somewhere. <laughs> Oh, um, okay. Pick one more number, one through 176. Let's do 176. Okay. Then go to the back. Oh, <laughs> 176. What made you laugh today? Hmm. Hold on. I'm trying. I'm, I have the worst memory, so I'm going through my day very slowly. Bear with me. Oh, my boyfriend came up with, I'm, I'm struggling for ideas to promote. And my boyfriend came up with a really good idea so that I would stop freaking out mm-hmm. for a TikTok for my new song. Because you know how it goes. I got a devil on my shoulder with a chip on his, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He had an idea to use two stuffed animals, one that's like a, a bad looking one, one that's like a good looking one, mm-hmm. and have like... <laughs> I don't know this is hard to describe, but like put a real chip on his shoulder yeah. on his head or something. And like yeah, and I was like, that's really cute. So I think I'm gonna try to do that. Anyway, that was really that made me laugh today. Oh yeah, that's really cute. I agree. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Yes. Yeah, seriously. So look out for that. Yes. Um, okay, so the last bit of the show is we give advice. Okay. And I love to do this with every episode because I feel like everybody has different perspectives on how to give advice and it's all various things. The questions are anonymous. They come in randomly and I like having, you know, there's more than one way to approach a problem, I guess. So this yeah. is why I really like doing this on the show. So this could be better called, than one. Exactly. To This is um asking for a friend. So here's the question yeah. for today. Let's see what you think about this. How do you recognize and remove toxic people from your life? Do you have any advice? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I actually know a lot of people who are kind of dealing with this right now. I mean, it's a hard thing to do. Um, so I don't have any advice to be like, this is how you do it. Because it's hard and it depends on each situation. And most of the time it's really uncomfortable because you've known them for a long time. And, you know, so it's hard. But um, I think you just have to think, like, what do you want out of a relationship? And are you doing that for that person? And are they doing the same for you? Are you Mm -hmm. putting in the same amount of work for this relationship? You know? Because if not, you know, if you're overcompensating and you never get a thank you and you never get any sort of consideration, you're going to end up hurting yourself a little bit more, you know? So you've just got to think, like, what we ought to balance things out, you know? Can we talk about this and work things out or is it never going to change kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. You have to protect yourself a little bit. That's amazing advice. <laughs> that was great. Thank you so hey, much. Yeah, yeah thank was- you. Thanks for talking to me. Yeah. Okay, I do want to give you the floor, though, so that everybody knows where to see this upcoming amazing TikTok, where to <laughs> like, subscribe, stream, all the things. So let the people know. So just look up my name anywhere. It's just my name. I never have anything special on it. Um, and you'll see it and never talk to me about it in person because then I will never <laughs> talk to you. Oh, you have made me laugh so much today. Thank you so much. <laughs> I needed it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, of course. Thanks again, for talking to me. Congratulations. Debut album. No big deal. Just have a <laughs> debut album coming out. And I, seriously, congratulations. I, I didn't make so anything during quarantine, so... Uh, yeah, I'm sure you, did you not make food you didn't make yourself food one uh, time I made my bed I made some food but there you I go you made enough <laughs> that's, no that's good enough as long as you were you made it through you're good you made that's stuff right. that's right well um say hi to Diego for me um, I will do great rest of your day if there's ever anything you want to share you're welcome back anytime and just <laughs> thank you so much chatting have a great day yeah, of course have a good one <laughs>